Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2022. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2022. And at the end of the year, we'll rank and compare all 100 albums. And tonight, we are starting with Special by Lizzo. And we'll conclude with Renaissance by Beyonce. So, I first heard of Lizzo, uh, which I'm sure how most people did originally, with her 2019 album, Because I Love You. Um, And I actually was a huge fan of that record. Um, One of my favorite pop records of that year. Um, And I I just immediately fell in love with her her voice. Um, Because before that, she she was a a studio singer for a really long time. Most notably, she worked with Prince uh, for a bit. Um, And yeah, I just immediately fell in love with just how just huge and theatrical uh her voice is like just such a she's such an amazingly talented singer um and i and i really enjoyed that that album as a whole just some really enjoyable bops and with a voice that good it's you know not hard to make a, a good sounding pop record it's almost got like like an old school soul singer kind mm-hmm. of vocal palette except she uses it to make like sexy club music <laughs> it's very it's a very kind of interesting sound but but I think a pretty pretty neat and kind of refreshing sound for a lot of, you know, radio pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also discovered her a few years ago. I think um, I think the song Juice was the first one. Yeah, that was, hers, which is, that was like one of the big still, hits. Yeah, that's that probably album. my favorite song of hers, I think, still to this day. She's uh, got like she's got so many bangers. Yeah, she's got such a good short stuff. time. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely, um, yeah, super excited to hear her coming out with something new. Um, and... Uh, for this album, it has, you know, a lot of the same stuff that I really enjoyed, um, about her previous one. You know, it's got that great voice and she's a good songwriter too, but this doesn't have anything quite on par with like the bangers or like the great, the big hits that she had on that. And it's not to say that this is bad. Um, I think this is great. There are definitely some, um, some really fun tracks on here. Um, uh, I love the, the beat. And am I ready to be, um, to be loved? Am I ready? Um, the, I love you, bitch, I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um, just saying, I love you, bitch. It's so funny <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, like it just, it doesn't quite get there for me, but I did enjoy this. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, at the end of the day, this is, I mean, it's a fun radio pop record. Yeah. So yeah, there's kind of a ceiling a little bit in that sense, but I think overall, it I, I thought this was a really well done album. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it from start to finish. It's fun for the whole runtime. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily think this is going to hold up amazingly or or age particularly well or anything like that. But I think you know, for in the moment, you know, really kind of product of its time, fun pop music. This is about as well as you can do it. I, I agree. I don't think any of the tracks on here are like the best songs Lizzo's ever done or anything, yeah. but, but I think they're good enough that they're, they're on par. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. The, the only thing I say is like, when we come back and we're like, Oh, we're listen to, you know, songs of like early 2020s, late 2010s, like juice is going to be on that playlist. Yeah. I don't think there's anything maybe not. on this album is going to be on that playlist. Yeah, I'd agree. It lacked the standout tracks of some of her earlier work. And for me, I think this one, um, it kind of failed in ways where some of her previous work succeeded. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that this album seemed to kind of want to continue with 
some of the sonic sonic and lyrical themes of her previous work but it, it did so in a really just kind of uh monotonous like repetitive way mm-hmm. like, there was nothing new like it almost seemed like the shtick has run dry at yeah, this it's, point it's, it's a, it felt like a shtick not a not you know i don't it's know it's just an across the board less interesting version of because i exactly, love you exactly um but i still completely stand by it's still pretty good in my opinion but it's just because i love you had like you know bangers had on bangers, bangers on bangers like like let me pull up the track list and, and what, like, what because i love you like a girl juice like um um uh, lingerie like they're they're fucking bangers on because i love you yeah they're like four or five tracks that are just like damn there was a, yeah this one didn't really have that and on this one like i don't think there's a single song on here i didn't enjoy to some degree but there isn't anything on here that i loved this is definitely the hottest bachelorette party album oh of my god yes. <laughs> like she honestly lizzo just makes music for bachelorette parties pretty yeah. much like and they, you know, that's obviously not a bad thing. No, and that's, <laughs> like, that's the thing. But the, but this one it was just, it was so on the nose and I felt like, uh, had very little effort to it in some ways, like, especially with the lyrics. I mean, some of these lyrics almost feel like self parody. Yeah. I, it's so, so I, I will say there's always been like a level of humor. Yes. On her, but this, but it, w- goes it wasn't too, nearly as funny. On exactly. This one. Like, yeah. Like, almost a little too self-aware. Yeah, like, you can see me coming because I'm big. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's just... Like, is that funny? I don't know. It, it's it's almost is like... It, yeah. Well, and know. and maybe this is where I get the, the podcast I say canceled, self-parody. But... It's, just, it's just... No, that's going to happen when, if we say anything negative about Beyonce. Well... The Bayhive will be after us. This, <laughs> but, but... Is it pronounced Bayhive or Beehive? I've always pr- assumed Bayhive because it's I do, B-Y. too, because it's spelled that way, but at the same time, yeah, it's Beyonce. Know. I've heard her refer to when we were in that bar in San Francisco and it had like the painting of Beyonce as like a queen bee in a beehive. Yes, that was bizarre. It was a good bar. Yeah, but you know, neither 2016 presidential candidate could pronounce Beyonce's name properly. (laughs) What did they say? Trump Trump called her Beyonce and I think Hillary called her Beyonce. When was I don't remember this. I mean, I kind of different. Well, I, well, no, Hillary, I'll be Hillary, totally honest. I completely shut off most no, of the Trump, 2016 election. Trump yeah. criticized her because I think she said something about him or something. And then Hillary was doing her whole hello, fellow black people. Who do you like? You like Beyonce? Well, I, I, uh, well, I happen to like Beyonce too. <laughs> Can I have your vote? Anyway, God, easily the mo- the least likable set of candidates ever on the whole. Anyway. Anyway, but um, where were we? <laughs> this, I, I, where I get the show canceled, where I, I'm starting to run into a bit of a problem with Lizzo too. Where I think some of this, um, and I want to be some of this like extreme body positivity movement, I think is going to age very poorly, and I think this is going to fall victim to that when we look back. Because, and, and again, this is why I'm saying maybe uh, maybe I get this canceled. Maybe we we cut it if I can't make my point eloquently, but. You know, I, I think there is a distinct difference between, um, you know, encouraging people to be self-confident, encouraging people to be comfortable with themselves and encouraging people, you know, to be happy with who they are versus encouraging unhealthiness. I think there is a there's a line there. And I think this is going to be treading the water on that line very, very tightly historically. Or the sugar lobbies will just, you know, continue <laughs> America has a fucked up relationship with weight. 
Yeah. It, both in both because maybe just I didn't pay enough attention. I just or maybe it's because I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I didn't really get anything like that on here. But that's I the know entire that, that's theme of every single song. Is, on this, is that she she's fat and happy anyway? Yeah. Um. I mean, Which, th- I definitely agree with you. Like, it definitely comes off as ham fisted. But like, I I also just don't really care enough for that type of stuff. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't particularly bother uh, bother me and. And I do think there is, you know, there's a lot of good from the positivity that she's putting out there. But I, I do kind of wonder if. Well, and, and I don't think it's her necessarily. And I do generally support her, um, her views on the issue. Um, but on the, the broader context, you know, America has two weird problems. One is we're a remarkably unhealthy nation. Uh, probably, I think, maybe the most on the planet or, or close to it. So we that gives us a skewed idea of what healthy is because we're so unhealthy that we can't differentiate very well on the other hand we also have you know uh and i think the things she's responding to are also very real problems which we have a uh to some degree you know a culture of of shame around Mm -hmm. it so we're we're suffering from both at the same time and you know on the one hand it's true that i don't think we realize how fat we are because we're so surrounded. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it gives us, again, it, it skews our, our ideas. So we have just this really weird culture surrounding surrounding health in the United States, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but, yeah, it's just weird. You know, it, it, it is something that, you know, our life expectancy is, is heinous. Well, it's because also we have the worst health care in the country. We have world. terrible health care, well, and that's why I say it's not... We have the worst health care in the in that, That's why, I, you know, I don't just want to say world, weight, because yeah. weight, weight alone is, again, not not everything. It's, it certainly it's, doesn't help things, though. No, it certainly doesn't help things, and, and it's a myriad of problems, but, um, you know, it, you don't get anyone... <laughs> This review of an album got off the rails. <laughs> well, a it, it didn't. It didn't though, because it is. It's integral to her work, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is kind of her. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would 90% say. Of her I would say overall, as, as I musician. do kind of. I'm more in support of, you know, of you know, be happy with who you are. Um, kind of regardless, like be happy of yourself, be proud of who you are. And more, I would more. I would be more in line with that than not, I would say. Yeah, no, and that's why I say, I, you know, probably 80% I'm, I'm totally on board with her. I th- Actually, probably more than that. I, th- I think generally, I don't think she's encouraging unhealthiness at all. I've never gotten that sense from her. I think it's it's more of a, your relationship with yourself. And so I, you know, I, I don't yeah. think she's doing anything I, I negative. Think, I think you're right. I'm, I think she, she lands on the line of, of you know, self-positivity yeah. and, and being happy with yourself. There is there is definitely but There's just a, enough of it that makes me kind of wonder, is this going to age poorly? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there are people who who encourage unhealthiness. I mean, that, I don't think it's the majority of the movement, but it's definitely a, a, an, enough of a minority that it's worrisome that we're at the point where. Uh, people are actively encouraging people to be unhealthy, and that's yeah. that's kind of shocking. <laughs> like, I don't know how, how did how did anyone arrive at that? I mean, we're, it's just I don't I'm not I don't think Lizzo's that honestly, way. Honestly, it's so the it's, not, it's just the it's age of social media. God damn it! I didn't. Yeah. I want to talk about. The, I want to talk about. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the self because this all, and we'll talk about it with Beyonce too. But I think part of me just doesn't relate to this because like. I don't know. I feel like most people. You, ha- I feel like most people hate themselves and 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 hate the way they look. I know I'm in that category. Like I I, I, I neither like myself as a person nor do I like uh, my body. 
And it's just like when I listen to Ben, you are the skinniest like dude this, I know. That's not a good thing, though. I'm not. But but anyway, but like so when I listen to music like we'll get into this with Beyonce, too, because because it, it's way more guilty. It's like, I don't know. It just it's not it's more me interacting with the music. But when I hear stuff like this, I, I just cannot relate to. <laughs> I mean, we've already established you can no longer just have fun listening to music. So this is true. That's, this that's album true. was never that's, for that's Ben. Totally true. Yes. And it's like I have never walked into the club thinking it's thick thirty. <laughs> it is always thick thirty. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and and anyway, but we got off the rails. But I think for me, uh, it's not the message of the music so much as it's the ham-fisted nature of it. I think I think her previous work, I think, did it in a more interesting way, and this one just felt like kind of canned lines about being a big woman in a in a society that doesn't reward that how, like it felt really in, just awkward in, and and forced in your opinion areas. how does it compare to the other big examples of just ham fistiness which i would say would be marina and um yeah. that last track off the dua lipa album oh, this is yeah. way better than this that. is way better than that yeah no those okay. are pretty extreme examples because and I this think, this is not preachy right this is all about no, how no, she feels about herself and yeah, yeah is it ham fisted at points absolutely but but it's still fun Mm-hmm. Those just and got downright and, preachy. And, and it feels very genuine despite it being very one topic, I guess. Yeah. Like sh- she real this really is her. Like I yeah, it's it, it's a little over the top at times, but I never for a second thought it was not genuinely Lizzo. Lizzo is not oh, a course, subtle yeah. woman. <laughs> no, <laughs> she is not. Um I think that yeah, you know, the the good elements of her music are present here. I just think they're like if I'm gonna listen to her music, I'm gonna listen to you know her 2019 album. Yeah, I think it's, it's that was just I, such just, a lightning it's in the bottle. Album. Yeah, that that yeah. it's just such a fucking banger of an album. Like they're and this is a pretty good follow up to it. I would say like it's hard to follow up an album that had that much success. Yeah, I know. I think I was very happy with with how much of that she managed to capture without it being exactly the same and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I thought this was pretty good. I this is probably my favorite pop record of the year so far. We haven't done a whole lot of pop. No, we haven't. But I I think it I think it will likely have a decent claim to that, regardless of how much pop we do. Mm -hmm. I think this is a very in terms of, you know, just fun radio pop. This is about as good as you can do it, I think. Yeah. I mean, you you can just put this album on for a party and no one's going to tell you to turn it off at any point. No, like it's it just goes. Yeah, it goes and it's fun the entire time. I I will say, too, the only other thing I wanted to talk about on this album specifically was the uh, If You Love Me track. That's a very, say, almost like mature song from her, in a sense. That that is actually one thing I will say about this album as a whole. In some ways, I do think it is kind of a slightly more grown up, yeah, um, album compared to "Cause I Love You." I don't. Um, I why do I feel that way? It's kind of hard to say why well, exactly. So I when, when I heard way. "If You Love Me," I immediately assumed it was a cover. And then it, apparently it's not a cover. It's and I'm just like, but I'm like, wow, that's such a. It's a so much more mature and kind of grown up style of songwriting from her that I immediately assumed it was a cover. And I'm like, is that a good thing or a bad thing or both at the same time? I think this is going to sound probably worse than I want it to sound. There is almost like a, a childishness to "Cause I Love You," like it's it's very young adult. I guess mm-hmm. like it's very, you know, you're going out at at the club and this seems a little bit more elevated than that in my, and I think that's kind of what it 
comes down to for me. Uh, why or why I think it's slightly more mature. Um, I don't. I, it's kind of hard for me to like say that to describe why exactly I feel the way, but it just, it feels slightly grown up from it, which I mean, it's just a good thing. She's slightly grown up from her last album. You would, you should expect stuff like that. Right. Yeah. No, I think overall, this is a good one. Um, I mean, I liked it. I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- this definitely falls into like, you've almost certainly you're going to hear this. it. Yeah. Like you, you go in public, you're going to hear this. Like you're going to be hearing this being played at the mall. You're like, do malls yeah. exist anymore? <laughs> Oh God! Damn, I just old. <laughs> we're gonna hear this being played at the grocery store. <laughs> Our example that is kind of weird. <laughs> they do exist. There's just nothing in them right anymore. Oh God! You're Spencer's walking down the ice cream there. aisle and it's thick thirty. <laughs> oh Spencer's! That was that was a very unique moment in every child's life in our generation. The first time going to Spencer's, Spencer's man. First time you see sex toys. What a great store. Sex shop just, masquerading just being an as a skate year old as a, as a business model. Oh, what a shit show like the, place, though. The anal cunt of, of, of <laughs> mall stores. Now, that is, a, that is a comparison I was not expecting. Um, but yeah, I, um, time to move on to Beyonce, I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to bring up... So this album, as we had mentioned, first Beyonce album in six years, and has apparently generated quite a bit of controversy um, for a few reasons. Um, uh, One of the big ones being that um, she sampled uh, the song Milkshake without permission of the original artist, but the artist has no ownership of that song. Pharrell is the owner oh, of okay song, officially gotcha because he basically took advantage of a young artist and stole all writer's credit from her i mean it's, if you like read about yeah, it and hear her side i actually a, didn't get it it's a, I didn't it's get a that really deep into it. really shady thing that one of those Pharrell things that like did. it totally sucks ass but it's also very common in the music industry Dude, and if, if you don't somebody like beyonce is never going to get permission from a recording artist they're going to get permission from the copyright holder because that's just how it works. It, it Does it suck? Yeah. But to me, that problem starts and ends with Pharrell stealing 100% credit mm. and doesn't have anything to do with Beyonce's My, team getting permission. Yeah. Um, she has removed the sample from the album now. If you listen to it on streaming, it is not there. I was going to say, when, when did that happen? Because I... Uh, um, pretty soon after it came out. Yeah. So I think I, I missed it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even sure if yeah. I caught it uh, originally. Um, my, my take on that is it's, it is shitty to do that. It's even shittier what happened to the artist Kellis, I think is how you say yeah. her name. I'm not entirely sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and it's super shitty of Pharrell. And you know Beyonce is not going to call out Pharrell because she's homies with Oh yeah, no. With Pharrell. Never. And Beyonce's always been like a big like artist rights thing, which I mean, that's kind of how the whole title thing kind of began as a way for artists to have more ownership over it. Right. And for her to do this is pretty shitty. For her to do this without calling out Pharrell is pretty shitty, but you know she's never going to because she's friends with Pharrell. Yeah. Um, so so that sucks. Um, and another bit of controversy is uh, the use of an ableist slur on one of the songs, Heated. Um, Did you know, also, this is wild, that also was on the Lizzo album. Was it really? And Lizzo also removed it. 
Oh. It, both albums we did this week had the same controversy over the same word, and both of them removed it. I didn't even know it was a slur. That was the first time I've yeah. ever heard that. And apparently, yeah, it's not in America. I mean, it just. Well, I, it, it is I mean, now, but it, that's it. It uh, what the the origins of the word are from are be the origins of the word being used as a slur. Um, but it has, um, it has, it is now accepted apparently, um, as a slur. And, um, I mean, obviously I'm not going to tell anyone what they can or cannot be offended by. I didn't know this. Um, but yeah, like, and if, if it is, yeah, I'm totally cool with people saying shitty things. Um, I would like Beyonce to actually say something about it instead of just removing it from the, yeah, album. I, I will say I'm not okay with, with, with retroactively editing any piece of art. I am totally against that. Kendrick Lamar gonna, had the big balls to leave his slur on the album. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're truly sorry about something, say something. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm. A, then you, then you, you acknowledge it, but you don't, you don't, don't sweep it under the, rug. you don't sweep yeah. it under the rug. I, 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 that, that's mostly what I, I hate. It's how that, she that part. It. If you're, if you're gonna put something out as a statement, in my opinion, you gotta leave that shit. Yeah, and like I mean, like I had said, I didn't realize it was until this came out, and so I I think it's pretty reasonable that Beyonce didn't know either. And I would have, and I and I think most people would have been totally okay with her coming out saying like, "Shit, didn't know, sorry." Like, yeah, it, it's I I had heard this before, and it's it's never a uh, this particular word in question's never gained a lot of traction because I, I think largely because the the population it affects is very small and very poorly and, represented and also at least in america there's significantly more popular slurs for for the b yeah yeah word which i don't entirely want to say but yeah but like, no yeah i mean I'd, I'd heard this before as as being something that there was a push to kind of eliminate from the common vocabulary i guess and you know but you think like you know kanye uses this constantly right <laughs> Um, fucking Kanye. That's so Kanye. <laughs> but well, yeah, no, yeah. I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Ben, where if, if this is brought to your attention as a problem and you honestly, you listen to that message and you honestly listen to what these people are saying about the usage and feel bad, you, you, you should say something. Somebody, especially well, she, with it's Beyonce's clear that she doesn't platform. feel bad about it. Right. No, that's and exactly And I don't think it. she needs to, but the thing about it is, is, is in America, I like, I'd never heard of this in my life. I think most Americans have never heard of this being a slur in their entire lives. So the expectation that she should have known that is is unreasonable. Therefore, what's she what's she deleting it for? You know, she could have said, I had no fucking clue. Because yeah. how would you? But but what she did it appears to be a PR move. Oh, it totally is. It's just a pure PR move and and, and this, I, this I, is I where did, I this I is just where like I piss on, off on the, multi- the Bayhive. Multiple levels. Everything Beyonce does is a PR. Oh, move. we're going to get into that. We're going to yeah, get into so, that. literally everything. We're so, get into honestly that. though, but yeah, if if she actually felt bad, you say something. If you right. don't feel bad and don't care, you just leave it. Right. Deleting it is just like such a, okay, sweep this under the rug for the woke crowd and move on and right. it's like really God, I hate that term so much. <laughs> it's uh, but no, you're totally right. But though. That's exactly you're, you're what completely it is. right, though. You're yeah, I I I've just I yeah, you're, I, you're totally right. But yeah, um, just sweeping it under the rug and removing it from the album is the bitchiest way to handle it. Um, it yeah, um, yeah, it, it's total bullshit. Like it reminds um, like I think Warner Bros. does this for their really old cartoons. Like they say, like hey, there's a lot of like they say like a lot of the things shown in here were products of their time. And are really messed up. 
And honestly, they were messed up then. We just didn't know any better. But we can't pretend it never happened. Yeah. So, and like, and honestly, I think she definitely, I respect people infinitely more when they come out and say something like that. Be like, yeah, we like using this word was messed up and we hurt people and we're sorry. We didn't know. I apologize, but I don't. And even if they said like, we'll, we'll remove it from the album now, I would, I'd be like, okay, I don't, I, I do kind of agree with you. I don't like retroactively, um, uh, yeah. changing, uh, music for this. Cause it does like, like a, just like with Warner brothers, it seems like, um, hiding it is a way of pretending it never happened. Right. It um, really, it sweeps, it minimizes the issue and sweeps it under the rug mm-hmm. because if you, if you don't have the historical context of it being a problem, it's very hard to, you know, historically look back and understand where we are and aren't making progress and stuff like that. If you just want to pretend this shit didn't happen. So like, yeah, I, I agree that the Warner brothers approach where they say, Hey, we're presenting this as it was created, but you need to understand that some of this was, um, you know, was a product of its time and is completely unacceptable is the right way to go. All right. Uh, is there anything more you guys want to add on this? Anyway, before we um, move on to the next <laughs> controversy on this album. Oh, there's another one, dude. The, we, we're not. There's oh, three more. Well, one of them, I only know those two. <laughs> uh, one of them I, we can kind of just gloss over because it's not that big of a deal. Apparently, it was leaked, and that always leads to oh, who know, cares? Yeah, every oh, album God. leaks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was another one. Um. Uh. Diane Warren, um, who I'm actually not entirely familiar with. Um. She got uh became a victim of the Bay hive when she uh, th- allegedly threw shade at Beyonce for having 24 writers on one song. <laughs> Which song was that? Hell, man. Yeah. Um, that is appalling. How do you even, <laughs> how? how do you do that? I don't know. Um, I mean, clearly, well, I mean, I all, I know Beyonce doesn't write anything. Like she clearly like anything at all. I'm, I don't know. I mean, she gets writer's credit. I don't know exactly how much she actually contributes at this point. I can't imagine it's much. Um, like I'll get it when like, sometimes you have a couple people that are hit makers that you bring into the room and, and sometimes writers get inflated because it's trying, the artist trying to take care of people like, um, you know, for as much as we shit on him, like uh, DJ Khaled putting his son Assad as a writer on some of his records. So he'll continue to get royalties forever. It's, I mean, DJ Khaled is a bit of a funny, funny example, but I, I've heard of other artists doing this where mm-hmm. they'll credit. Fiona Apple gave her dog's writer's credit on her last album. <laughs> I think, uh, oh, you know who else did it was, a uh, was Jay-Z put, um, Blue, I think is the name of their kid oh, yeah. as writer Blue-Ivy. on, on something so that she would, you know, continue to receive royalties forever. You know, if everything else went tits mm-hmm. up, right. she would have that as, you know, kind of immutable, whatever. Jay-Z a billionaire? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> things would have to go really tits up for him, but, so, but no, I actually, I, I do re- think that is really cool that but, when artists do stuff, but like I don't that. think that's the case here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that makes up for maybe one or two, not 24. I mean, and I mean, I, there is a point where really, if you're just crowdsourcing and focus grouping your song lyrics, I, some shade is deserved. I, I understand that pop music is a collaborative group thing and the artist is kind of and, and a like, product. And we've talked about this with Taylor Swift in the past. While Taylor Swift does do a significant amount of writing on her songs, everything she does 
goes through some level of, you know, studio writers and stuff to make sure. Mm-hmm. Just just because when you're that big of a name and have that much money writing on it, no one's going to risk risk having just the artist's input. And, like, and honestly, though, that's fine because she's at least a major contributor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do really struggle to see how you can have that many writers on a single song. Legitimately. It's, it, it reeks of, of just laboratory creations, I guess. Um, and the last one, unless you guys want to add anything to this. Uh, yeah, you know, no, no. Involves friend of the show, Drake. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Uh Drake uh has writer's credit on one of these songs. I don't remember which one off the top of my head. And the rumor is, after hearing what Beyonce was doing, Drake was like, shit, I need to get a dance hall album out. And so he wrote and recorded all of Honestly Nevermind between the time he wrote with Beyonce on this and made sure to release it before Beyonce did. So he can point to himself like, look at this thing that I started. Uh, <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's just funny. <laughs> Come on, Drake. Uh, yeah. So fair amount of controversy around this, which I think is, you know, to be expected anytime an artist this big drops. Yeah. I mean, that's none of those are particularly earth shattering. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, now that we've spent 15 minutes talking about shit tangently <laughs> related to the album at best, how did you guys feel about this one? I can say I like it better than I like Drake's dance album. Yeah, you know, this had some good moments on it. Um, for me, it was very hit and miss. Um, definitely a few tracks that I liked, a few that just didn't really hit at all. Um, I will say this. This is Narcissism, the album. Good <laughs> fucking Lord, does she love herself. She does. What an Beyonce un- loves Beyonce. I hope Jesus to love myself Christ. as much as Beyonce loves Beyonce. It's so beyond anything that's healthy for a human what being. What if Beyonce made it a track about how much Beyonce loves Beyonce? She did. Like 17 <laughs> times. She made an album. <laughs> Man, that would be she so She made a Kanye. career out of it. <laughs> Who loves themselves more, Beyonce or Kanye? See, I don't even know if Kanye loves himself anymore. <laughs> Kanye's a crazy man. Yeah. Uh, okay, who loves themselves more, Beyonce or Kanye five years ago? Ooh, that's hard. Probably Kanye, but any anytime you're even in that conversation, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten to a problem. There are also some pretty hilarious lines on this album, I will say. I think my favorite was Paint the Town Pussy Pink. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the first album for this show that I DNF'd. Really? really? This is just garbage. Really? Wow. Okay. This is... Beyond anything else we've listened to, I, I'm glad you brought up the 24 writers thing because beyond anything else we've listened to, this is the most corporate, you know, press stamped bullshit we've listened to. So bad. See, I thought it this was a fine like it club is dance incredibly album. corporate, but I do think it's it's performed well. I can put this Half on and vibe to it and not put a single amount of thought into yep. it, which. I mean, which obviously, you know, it's not going to be top of the top for that, but it might be top half for because I, I can vibe to it and enjoy it. Oh, um, I got I got no enjoyment out of this. Okay. To me, the whole time I was listening to this, all I was getting is like, this is literally like a corporate record label response to Cardi B, Doja Cat and Lizzo. And Beyonce does not give a single shit about any of it and doesn't understand how to make this in any decent quality. It's just garbage. I mean, I, I agree with most of that, but I don't mean for me, I think some of these songs actually do do bang pretty hard. Yeah, no, I think there's there's some bangers on here. Like you could put just put this album on 
at the club and it's a solid club set. Like this definitely succeeds as a dance record as opposed to Drake's, which was just not like, yeah, (laughs) Like well, Drake's I'm, had no way. It's just like sleaze vibes. Like yeah. this, this I mean, one there, actually there's has some sleaze, there's some sleaze oh, vibes it's, it's, on it. Yeah, for sure. But um, but it's but it's but it's energetic. <laughs> it's it gets energetic. the people going. <laughs> and, but I mean, it really does. It gets it the does. people it going does. if you don't think about it right. at all. Like, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing. There's zero substance here whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But she's got a great voice. The, uh, she's. I think she's a fantastic the, the singer. Beats I really, are passable enough. They are. They are. Um. But yeah, beyond that, I mean, yeah, it's I um, the lyrics are appalling. Yeah, the lyrics. <laughs> there are some. This, this is there is some Wayne level lyrics on here. Like it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, this this is just garbage. I I, I do agree with you. This feels very corporate. I feel, mean, if, her entire you, career, has her entire persona is yeah. at this point. She's like, a big just brand image like that's her entire life she's a she, business man yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she <laughs> she is a business both, yeah, like, like, i'm sure being with jay-z has, has only increased that mentality i mean it's i mean that's 100 percent of the reason why they didn't divorce yeah back oh yeah like because they're like jay-z and beyonce they're 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 a business yeah. they are way more than two people yeah. at this point right um and and this, and when the second you put any level of thought into this record, it starts to just ooze that corporateness. Yeah. That's I, maybe that's my problem. Is like on the first listen through this, I was listening to the lyrics and stuff, and I was, and I just <laughs> first mistake. But but really, that's if a, you actually listen to this album, it's terrible. But if you don't actually <laughs> listen, it's, it's great. much better. But that's the problem. Is I just I this was just infuriatingly annoying. Like even with Drake. Yeah, it's really garbage, but it feels Drake. You know, Drake is a shitty person and his sleaziness is all over it, but it does feel like Drake, you know? This just felt like, I mean, you could literally have put anybody on this thing. Yeah, but Drake, know, I don't know Drake feels like when you step in something sticky at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know how sticky it gets. <laughs> no, I, I actually don't agree with that. I do think she does put her stamp on this because like i said i but think no, her stamp a, is corporate at it this is point. corporate of course but I, I don't think you can so, put anybody on this and it'll so i'm just i, saying, I think I she think, performs this better yeah. than than most would i i think she i think she's an incredible singer i really do yeah. i think um, i mean that's undeniable and there are moments on this album where i think you know if you put someone else on it just wouldn't be as good and then the other half of the songs i don't know i think the more melodic stuff where you got the harmonies going is, is where she really shines a lot of the stuff she kind of just talks over the beat, which I think is the low points of the album. And those, mm-hmm. and the entire album is, look at me, I'm hot. Hey, look at me. I'm really beautiful. I think I'm beautiful. You think I'm beautiful. You want to fuck me. Look at me. Hey, look at me. Hey, I'm... <laughs> like, there, that's the entire album. But, but So, the, there is one more thing I kind of want to bring up, because there is a bit of, like, body positivity message on here. She yo, talks okay, about, okay, like, we're gonna get into that. like, how her body has transformed since having a kid and she's yeah. like stretch marks things don't yeah we're gonna things don't we're, stand we're, we're gonna we're gonna to talk about like that, that in a moment but getting back to kind of what we're saying and comparing it to lizzo like lizzo's wasn't ham-fisted a bit but it was without a doubt genuinely lizzo yeah this this sounds like a tj max commercial for encouraging women to feel better Bruh, about how are you gonna talk about your stretch marks and be airbrushed to hell on your album cover <laughs> yeah well, that, that, that's yeah not, like, like beyonce 
encouraging people to feel good about their bodies is like a multimillionaire telling you that money isn't everything. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, you're you're in the the top 0.3% of 40-year-olds in terms of looks. Like you're yes. going to send this message of, okay, you you love your body. Good for fucking you. Yeah. Of course you do. You're <laughs> the hottest person on the planet in your age group. You better fucking love your goddamn body. Jesus. Yeah, you had a kid where it's, you rented out an entire floor of a hospital. Do you have you guys heard the conspiracy theories around that? No, that Beyonce didn't actually have the kid. That it was that's, a surrogate. That it was a surrogate. That's the why hospital. they rented out the whole hospital. How do you rent an Isn't entire that hospital? Like, think about how did many really? hospital beds. Yes, I, I think people, it was actually just an entire floor. But yes, yeah. how many hospital beds did people not have access to because fucking Beyonce has some image thing? Like, I mean, I get the whole thing with paparazzi and being huge and Jay Z and all that, and like wanting to have some security for your family like well, I obviously i understand that allow but that i'm i'm shocked and appalled because a little TMZ bit would have paid thousands of dollars for a picture of beyonce and labor yeah like and that's that's and i mean that would do a lot of damage to the hospital i do a lot of damage honestly to medicine in general like um like i mean this is like a way smaller scale than that uh you guys remember when uh gabby giffords was in the hospital mm -hmm. after uh yeah. after she was shot uh, my mom was offered, I think, like ten thousand dollars to get a picture of Gabby really? yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, like I, I don't remember exactly, but like she was offered like a. What lot did she of spend money. it on? <laughs> <laughs> she did not. Thank you very much. But but yeah, like I mean and that like and that's a significantly smaller scale than someone like Beyonce. Yeah, like you can just oh, imagine. TMZ probably would have paid a hundred grand for that at least. Like, um, so like in that sense, I do kind of understand, but like. You can hire security. Like the thing is too, like it doesn't even take that much money to get somebody to cave on their morals for that kind of thing. It's like it's shocking. Like three thousand bucks you'd probably get. I mean, that especially picture. like think like like a hospital orderly, they don't make all yeah, that much don't. money. Yeah. Like I mean it'd be harder to get like a doctor or a nurse to cave because they already make a, yeah. a good amount of money. But like an orderly, like they're making, you know, some of them are making minimum wage yeah. depending on the type of hospital. I like, mean, it's similar to uh like when when people like sell government secrets to other countries and stuff. Yeah. When you look at the average amount they got paid, it is shockingly, shockingly low. Yeah. It's like five thousand bucks for how the F thirty five works. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's, it's no. They get paid nothing, and people just will still do it. It's yeah. just like, yeah. I mean, and I mean, you know, you there's arguably a lot more vetting that goes into people that have access to that stuff than to work at a hospital. So it makes sense to to close it down and keep that circle small because. Yeah, ten grand would go a long way to getting somebody to do that when you have a big pool of people. But yeah, um, anyway, <laughs> the point I was originally going to make is it 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 does come off as so one once again corporate these body positivity message coming from Beyonce, who's airbrushed to hell in every picture you see of her, who is already you know, the top ten hottest people in the world, and. And the rest of the entire album is about, look how fucking hot I am. Like, <laughs> like it, I said, it's narcissism, the album. It, it really is. But it bangs, though. <laughs> Sometimes. It does. Uh, like, it's... It is miles better than, than the Drake album. I would have... I don't have a strong desire to come back to this, but I wouldn't hate it if it came on. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, this looks like fucking paintbrush work on this album cover. This is unbelievably airbrushed. You can and see the fucking brush strokes on this. I mean, like, look at that. You can tell where they took colors and 
and painted on her. To, like you can tell where they gave fake muscle definition to the legs and stuff. I mean, and and this is not me trying to shame Beyonce for her body. This is me saying. If your entire album is going to be about body positivity, you should not be doing that on the cover. Yeah, it's a, it's a very conflicting messages. Um, so I do want to talk about some more positive things on the album because I actually, like I, said, I do actually kind of like the album. It's not it's not one to listen to. It's one to put on in the background while you're working or listening to or or, or like studying or something. Um, but and it's kind of you know getting back into Drake bashing a little bit. Um, like a big issue with that with with Drake's dance albums, it really does sound like a, a guy that had no real idea what he was doing when trying to make a dance record. And this one, I like it to me. I think Beyonce really did know, or at least the people who wrote it. When you got twenty four writers, you <laughs> yeah, better you, one of them you, can make dance music. <laughs> yeah, like this one at least sounds like a genuine dance album. Yeah, like and which when you're hopping genres, I mean, obviously Beyonce's dabbled in dance for her most yeah. of her career. Um. But like this, I, this does sound like a genuine dance album, which, which I I was very happy with. I would like, I mean, but yeah, as we said, with twenty four writers, there better be one dude that knows how to make this type of music. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I've been a lot more negative on this album than I actually. I mean, it, it's very low hanging fruit, and we kind of had to. Yeah, had to yo, <laughs> Skrillex was on this album. <laughs> that actually doesn't surprise me because I know he's done a lot. He does. That's what he does now is pop production. Yeah, he did the yeah. drums on track five. Okay. God, they bring in a name like Skrillex for just that. Because Skrillex is basically yeah. like the, the primary producer for like Justin Bieber nowadays. Yeah. Oh, Mike Dean was all over it doing the synths. That's not at all surprising. No, that, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I'm trying to look to see if I find anybody else that I, I really recognize. Scott Mayo played the sax. Hmm. What more like white bread could you get by a guy named Mayo coming <laughs> in to play saxophone? <laughs> I was like, I've not heard of him. He's probably just studio musician. I, I've never heard of him either. I just the name was well, he's funny. Got the, the Scott Mayo. Um, Maybe it was Scott Bayo, and it's a typo. Could be. I mean, this is Does Scott Bayo play sax. I'll, I'll be fair. I mean, this is Wikipedia, so it could okay. be. Maybe someone's just going in and changing every instance of Scott Bayo to Scott Mayo. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. <laughs> How is Beyonce credited with vocal production? You know her ass is not in there moving microphones around. <laughs> she, I'm, she, she's credited on literally everything because she's Beyonce and she's yeah. powerful enough to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything more you guys want to add to this? I, I kind of want to hear Eric shit on it a little bit more. I, I mean, I don't even have that much more to say. To It was just, I mean, really just. I, I will say, I am genuinely shocked that of all the albums we've listened to, to DNF, this is your yeah, first I'm, one. Yeah, this was not the one I was expecting. Yeah. It's just, the thing about it is it just drove me, it, it was just so devoid of any substance that it was worth listening to. I mean, it, this is not- but we've listened to other albums that had that same problem, have we not? Something about the fact, too, that this just should be better. I don't know. This is exactly pretty what much I exactly thought. what I expected. Uh, this is exactly yeah, what I, I thought it would be. I, I mean, I, I started listening to it and I had to pause it at some point to, to go do something. I forget what it was. And I just never turned it back on is what happened mm -hmm. is I'm like, I will say the after the first two songs, you know exactly what this album is. I mean, yeah, I got I got four or five tracks in and something came up and I had to put the album on pause and I just never found the time to go back and listen to the exact same thing another five times like. <laughs> It just yeah. I mean, you're. I do think the album is better than the uh, cover art would lead you to believe. Yeah, that's I'll probably give it that. true. <laughs> the the vinyl 
album art so much better. It's basically the same thing, but with like a big Napoleon painting in the background. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I turned it off in disgust, like, oh my God, I, but, but I just could not find any motivation to put on the back half of this thing. I mean, th- this is not even close to the, like, I, I enjoyed this. I, I really did enjoy this. Yeah. There's some good stuff um, on here. Yeah. It, I thought I, the opening track was pretty good. I mean, I can't and, uh, separate a single. Oh, uh, there's a few. I think yeah. the opening track, I think um, Cozy was pretty good and, and Break My Soul, I think, were my favorites. But yeah, th- th- this is definitely an album, though, where the moment you start really listening and really like focusing on it is the moment it starts to fall apart. Because, um, yeah, you run into like it, it, it. If you focus on it, you realize it is a very soulless corporate record. Um, but if you don't. It's it's a club banger, man. Yeah, Alien Superstar had twenty four writers. Oh my god! Yeah, that song sucked. Energy featuring Beam had fifteen writers, including including Pharrell. You're gonna pay. I, for, Pharrell's for, all over this album, I but thought. but I mean, like, really, you're gonna pay for Beyonce and Pharrell to be in the room, and you say, and and you're gonna say, you have Beyonce, Pharrell, and Skrillex, and you said, you know what, get twelve more people on this. Like, come on, that is completely unnecessary. That that is, yeah, that's. I mean, and there are others that are getting into the nine ten range. Ten man. on the track with Drake heated. What what uh, heated was that? A, yeah, okay. yeah, man. We we've just we've pissed off Drake fanboys. Now we've pissed off the Bayhive. Fifteen on Pure Honey. We gotta watch where we sleep now. <laughs> I mean, but this is this is ridiculous though. Yeah, I mean, fifteen writers on a track is ridiculous. Let alone twenty four. That's yeah. I I really don't understand that. Lowest common denominator music. I can't really argue with that. Like I. I mean, but I mean, that's ultimately what pop is. It is pop is music to appeal to the lowest common denominator. My, my, my like, best guess for how that doesn't mean it's always bad. It does not mean it's bad. My best guess for how that happened is people were greedier with credit because it's a Beyonce record where, oh, yeah, Drake's going to come right or Pharrell's going to come right on this song and he's going to bring three homies because he knows it's going to sell well and they all want a piece of that pie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing all 24 of those were not contributors. Are just in contributing in they, very minimal ways. They were in the room because they had a hookup with one of the bigger name writers, and people wanted a slice of that Beyonce pie. Yeah, even though it's probably you know point oh two percent or something. But For, with something that's going to get as much play as this is, that's going to be a significant chunk of change. I, I would imagine some of those writers are kind of mandated by other people who are heavily involved in mm-hmm. order to to spread some money around. Would be my yeah. guess, but still, yeah, like, people like. Like like for I'll be like oh my homie does dance music let me bring him in like and he gets like you know a tenth of a percent of what's probably going to be one of the top selling albums of the year you know yeah um, yeah no and so yeah I I didn't DNF it in disgust I just I really I never crossed my mind to come and put this back on because I knew there there was no hope of it doing anything interesting beyond what I'd already heard that I yeah. There was no need. Yeah, that's probably if, the right call because I think it. I think the, the first half is better than the second half anyway. So. I mean, I just think it's all the same thing, really. Um, I mean, I, I do, but I will say I stand by it. I do think it's a pretty solid dance pop record. Um, I think it's well done. It's well performed. Um, it's well produced, obviously. Um, but, but yeah, the, it is one of those. The moment you focus on it, it starts to fall apart. Um, so if you want some good background music, that's pretty fun. I think this is a pretty good one. But if you want anything more than that, it is not. I mean, I just listened to a Lizzo album over this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of the two we reviewed today, I would recommend Lizzo. <laughs> yeah. 
that. Yep. I would. I would definitely would as well. Um. Yeah. I think unless you guys got something more. No, I'm done. So, um. That. Yeah. That brings us to the end. Um. Which brings us to. I've not dreaded an album like I've dreaded this one. <laughs> um, and I feel like we had to at some point because I mean this. It was coming. This dude has been like review hate bait for ever since he started making uh pop punk and of course we are talking about machine gun kelly it's the mgk with mainstream sellout uh mr squared up on eminem <laughs> back in the glory days of machine gun kelly <laughs> got bitch slapped so hard my, he changed genres <laughs> my favorite part is um he uh at like one of his concerts he started doing uh rap devil and like so like keep in mind this is his concert so his fans fans of machine gun kelly he started doing rap devil and they started booing him (laughs) (laughs) um took a fat l that that is like the biggest l it wasn't even that bad of a diss but i think it was a pretty good diss. no it was a great fucking diss you you come for the king you know (laughs) (laughs) um and then in the total opposite direction of the album i've most traded for i think is one of the most anticipated <laughs> albums, not only of the year, of the entire decade. I have not, I have waited for this day ever since we did that, we heard them back in early 2020. One of the first ones we reviewed. One of honestly. the first albums we reviewed. Um, and honestly, there is not a single musical act I associate more with this show than this band. Yeah. And the band I'm talking about might come as a surprise to just about everyone in the world besides us three. I'm talking about Dune Rats <laughs> with their follow-up to their legendary 2020 album, whatever it's called. Hurry up and wait, I think. I think so. Yeah. Uh, with Real Rare Whale. That's hard rare, to say. Rare Whale. Real Rare Whale. Yeah, I mean... Let's go. fucking go. Let's go, Mike. They, they, Let's go the rear railway. They only have one direction to go. Smoke some balls with your guns. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking Bobby D. Motherfucking Bobby D. God, I I waited for this day. Waited oh. with bated breath where we can finally review Dune Rats. Rocking out at the high school, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the embodiment of the 30-year-old guy at high school parties. Dune Rats. Jesus, and they proud of it. <laughs> yeah, um, let's, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Please join us next week for, like I said, one of the most anticipated albums of 2022. And honestly, of all time, really, if you think about it. In the history of sound as a form of art. <laughs> so thank you all very much for listening. Um, Bayhive, please don't attack us if you see us in the streets. Um, and yeah, thank you all very much for listening, and have a good night.